Hey guys, this is the Writing Bar Podcast, and I'm your girl, Maya Kay, 15-time author, writing coach, speaker, and educator. Listen, I love all things Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteak, okay, and I am Naila, 10, soon-to-be-11-time published author, book coach, and book editor, and I love all things red velvet. And that is my favorite cake. Listen, guys, if you are tired of listen, listening to podcasts that don't give you the tools, the resources, the gems, and the pointers that you desire to help you build your writing lane, you've come to the right place, because this season, we are talking all things build your writing lane, so look no further. And we are very excited. So tune in every Saturday. And if you're not tuning in or when you're not tuning in, join us on social media at The Writing Bar Podcast. Okay, here's the episode. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Maya Kay. And Naila. And we are here with our new podcast, The Writing Bar Podcast. Woohoo, The Writing Bar Podcast. I can't believe we're finally at this place. This is exciting. Yeah, it's been a lot of planning, a lot of praying, but we know that God really wanted us to do this. And we're excited. Um, we're going to jump into that today, like how we met, how it all started. Um, with this first episode called Behind the Writer, we're giving you a glimpse into exactly who we are behind our pen. Yes, 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 yes. So, Maya, when did writing start for you? Um, so I started writing when I was young, but I think for me, I always looked at writing as something that was like a starving artist career, so I didn't take it as seriously. Um, but I think in hindsight, what I learned was that God was speaking to me about my gift at a young age. Um, and that even though I wanted to kind of run from it and I didn't want to do it, that he was definitely going to, um, make sure that I got the picture, like you're called to be a writer. So, um, when I think about whether writing chose me or I chose writing, it definitely chose me. This was not my career path at all. I was in school for pre-med and I was hellbent on being a doctor. Um, and then I realized that having this dual major journalism and pre-med the lord was showing me just by the fact that i was soaring in journalism classes but failing in not failing but getting c's um in my science classes which c's get degrees (laughs) but (laughs) but for medical school that is not the deal um and so the lord just kept talking to me about writing and i only wanted writing as a part-time job but the Lord was like, no, this is what you're called to do. And I need you to trust me with this journey. So um, what about for you? Did you choose writing or did it choose you? First, let me say that I didn't even ask you how you were doing on oh, the okay. show. I didn't mean to step right into it, but let's 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 stop and start again. How are you today? How are you as the writer, the whole person? Um, I'm good. It's fine, but I'm good. Um, yeah, life is interesting this year in 2022. Um, we're recording this, you know, in July, you guys were Mm -hmm. here in September, but it's, you know, we're at the third quarter mark and the second half of the year and already life is, is, is throwing hands. Mm. Um, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. 
But one thing I do appreciate what Nyla just did, um, which is something we're teaching you guys to learn how to do, is to tap into who you are and how you are outside of your craft. Um, And I am okay mentally and emotionally, which um, this first six months of the year is rough. And so, yeah, that is important. Let's like check in. So what about you? How are you? Yeah, the first half of the year was definitely rough. I will give you that. I am learning how to sort of like be still and and really listen to God's voice. I am embarrassed almost to say that I haven't been practicing that a lot in my adult life, but this year has forced me to do so and it's and it's it is it's yielding great fruit, I will say that, but there's a lot <laughs> that we writers go through, so I always want to check in and, and hopefully you guys out there will check in with your writer friends too, because it's, it's hard out yeah. here being a writer, you know, it's hard in this space, but at the same time, I'm grateful for the therapy that comes from it. Writing is definitely therapeutic. So I'm yeah. grateful for that skill set and that release. Yeah. So I yeah. agree. I agree with that totally. And it's, I love what you said about um, being honest about where you are with hearing God's voice because before we jumped in, I had just said, like, I don't like hearing God wrong. I don't like missing God. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm honest, I think the enemy was really trying to fight this moment from happening because I was about to be super consumed with what did happen earlier. And I just heard God say, I'm powerful enough to steer you in the right direction. Like, mm-hmm. don't get caught up. And you didn't miss anything. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll catch you up right where you were at if you did hear me wrong, but just be at peace with it. So I love that you're, you were honest about that. And just so you guys are aware, because we are Christians, this isn't just a podcast about writing. You know, the whole purpose of it is to make sure that you don't compromise your faith or your creativity um, mm-hmm. as a writer. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be talking a lot about God and writing, and that's what sets our podcast apart, so. Yes, I agree. And to answer your question, did I choose writing or did writing choose me? Um, I will definitely say that writing chose me. I was the little girl who wrote letters just (laughs) (laughs) all the time. You can ask my mom. I actually had a conversation with her maybe last week and she was saying, you know, you say that you're a 10 time, 11 time published author, but I would beg to say that you're a 13 time published author because I have two books here from elementary school that you wrote. And I was like, really? I literally had like these stories that I glued to paper and then, well, I printed them on paper and then I glued them to cardboard to make a book, like to make like a heavy hardcover book. And I don't know who helped me uh, bind it, but it was bound. And she was like, look at it. Like you were literally an author back in the day. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. But I just, I always loved writing that was my favorite form of communication Mm -hmm. and when I got older I lost that like you know life happens and honestly the the excitement that writing brings me didn't really resurface until South Korea fun fact so I would have to say that writing chose me it's always been there but I never looked at it as um, something that I can monetize or even something that is purposeful, which is which it definitely is these days. So, yeah, it definitely shows me. I put it I put it aside. I was like, you know, I'm, t- I'm tired of writing. I'm yeah. tired of, ex- of expressing my feelings in that way. And 2012 overseas and God was like, yo, how you feeling? Write me. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, writing definitely chose me and I'm thankful that it did. 
Yeah, I have to agree with that. So because Nyla mentioned South Korea, we're going to go into the story of how we met, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she remembers the exact moment we met, but I had hashtagged on Twitter. I was looking for um, basically people of color who were teaching in Korea because all the videos that I was seeing on YouTube were of people who were white or um, there were some, but you know, they were from Africa. So there were some, um, black people, but I wanted someone who had an American experience that mm-hmm. understood. And I tweeted and Naila ended up responding to the tweet. And lo and behold, that's how we connected 10 years ago. Literally. Wow. Um, it was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm looking for some teachers and you know, the taught in Korea. And I think I also, it was, I might've even searched the hashtag. And that's how we ended up stumbling across each other. And that is where it started. I didn't remember it like that. I remember us meeting overseas and I remember us meeting online, but I don't remember, I didn't remember how we did. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it started with the tweet and I think you were leaving Korea. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and you told Uh me about your experience with your grandfather and Mm -hmm. how they allowed you to end your contract after three months and I was coming in. And so I think we literally were like a week apart. Like you were going out and I was coming in. And that is how we met. And we literally had an online relationship until I lived in uh, Los Angeles for two months in 2016. And that was our first time meeting face to face. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, here we are four years later. I was staying with a friend in North Hollywood. And Naila was like, I want to take you out to lunch. And we met up. That's crazy. Funny. That is crazy. That that is like so many lessons in there. Like um, (laughs) one, Twitter is really a great place to meet other cool writers. (laughs) That's number one. Number two, it really pays to just um, put yourself out there, just step outside of your comfort zone. Because I know that I'll speak for myself. Sometimes you hear like you can't find good people online. Yeah, you can. If you're intentional, you really can. And I will say that it also takes um, consistency to keep a relationship going, Yeah. no matter if it's online or offline. And 10 years later, bro, look yeah, at us. That is funny. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. And that is true. Like, even when I wouldn't hear from Nyla, I know she's like more introverted than I am. I would check in with her like, hey, mm-hmm. how you been? And, you know, shoot her a text and just keep in touch. And then when I moved to Hollywood, like I lived there for a year, 2018 to 2019, she uh, treated me. I forgot where we went, but that was a pretty good restaurant. It was near the Grove. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah, mm-hmm. you had the shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. I think and I forgot what I had but mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so yeah in 10 years we've literally only been in each other's space about three times mm-hmm. but we've maintained this relationship this connection and when I think today we can call it a friendship even if it's just from the perspective of like the friends who check in and you mm-hmm. know see if each other's okay and then we have this common thing I didn't even know she was a writer when I tweeted when you were in Korea. So that's what's funny. I didn't even know you were a writer at the time. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's been a journey. It's mm-hmm. been a very interesting journey. Very mm-hmm. excited. We taught English. Did we say that we taught English in South Korea? So that's why we were there uh, for those who were, because I don't think we said like I don't think we, we did. There. So that is a nice fun fact. And another fun fact with that is that time in my life, um, 
2012 is when I wrote my first book, but mm-hmm. it's also, uh, well, the next year, the following year, 2013, is when I published my first book, Soko Diaries. So yep. South Korea was just, man, the land of opportunity for me, for the both of us, I imagine, because... Yeah. I believe that you were you were writing and publishing back then as well, no? Yes, I was. I had put out one book while I was there. And prior to that going, I had put out two small books, um, a book of short stories and then a novella. And then I went ahead and put out, I re-released, no, no, I'm sorry. I released the book, A Song for Jordan. Um, and then when I came home to Atlanta, well, it's not, I'm from Philly, so we're clear, but, um, (laughs) I was living in Atlanta and so I came back and I re-released it. And that's when Mm -hmm. I had like my first book signing at Barnes and Noble. So just a lot of, to Nyla's point, um, I think South Korea opened up a portal for me when it came to writing and creativity that I didn't even know was there. And sometimes getting away, you know, not everybody can go abroad, but getting away definitely does like help. It helped tremendously with that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So then that leads us to why are you still a writer? Like, why are you still a writer? Ooh. Um, at this point, at my big age and all of my experiences and me just coming into myself, at this point, writing is ministry for me. Mm. It has pushed past just a hobby. Yeah. It has pushed past just um, some type of therapy. It's even pushed past purpose a little bit and it's transformed into ministry. This is not only how I minister to others, but helping writers bring their words and their ideas to life, helping them essentially share their testimony, which they have overcome. That is very, very, I'm very passionate about that. And that is something that I feel like God has led me to do. Um, It's not just a skill set. This is something that, it's like divine the stuff that i do the connection that i have with writers and authors man i can't even describe it it's it's all god at yeah. this point i <clears throat> excuse me i just feel like i can't do i can't not do it you know what i mean yeah yeah like this is not only a part of my identity but it's a part of why i am here i am here to help those you know bring their words to life yeah yeah and i think it's funny you said that because the one thing that i wrote down was writing fuels my energy for my other gifts Mm. and so when you talked about it being like ministry and purpose um that's exactly right i'm a firm believer that words can change the world and if we're honest we're like that's what's going on the world is being shaped by words every day from Mm -hmm. our music to our movies to our tv shows Um, Words are very powerful. God spoke the world into existence. Mm -hmm. So um, when I think about writing, it's the one thing that I would do for free. And Hmm. I think that's when you know you found something that you're super passionate about, but also that's a part of uh, what you're called to do. And to Nyla's point, what's so interesting is she's a, a writing coach and a book coach for nonfiction. And I'm the same, but for fiction. And mm-hmm. I think about how even my clients who are writing novels, when they infuse bits and pieces of their own life story into it, there's something about seeing how, even though they're, again, it's not necessarily um, an autobiography or a biography, but they're 
they're writing themselves in the character and then they give the character this beautiful arc that speaks to where they are like how they overcame this situation like I had one client who literally lost her husband in real life and was getting ready to turn alcohol and so she she put that into her story um and this woman just overcoming you know I walked her through her entire novel and so again piggybacking off of Nyla that's what makes it so beautiful we're working with these people and whether they're saying it in fiction or non-fiction they're telling their testimony yeah. they're sharing their stories and we get to be a part of that and that's like a really really big deal because most people don't want their baby to be seen by anybody until it's done like it's full yeah. grown uh-huh. so yeah it's a very vulnerable space I'm learning mm-hmm. writing is for a lot of people so to like you said to be a part of that journey yeah it's nothing to be taken lightly because it's like oh you trust me to be with you in your most vulnerable state yeah um and you're sharing something with me that you haven't shared with the world yet like wow it's amazing it's it's it's, it's a big deal it's a real big deal Mm -hmm. i like that i agree so i have a question for you maya what would you say What would you say is the one thing that writing has taught you over the years? Patience. Mm. <laughs> I mean, um, it, there is no other career that teaches you patience like mm-hmm. writing. Because, like, even when I think about, like, an artist, a musician, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. I would never yeah. take that from them. But even like a writer or musician can like go to an open mic night, sing, you know what I'm saying? Usually sign up for free, do their thing. They can have a little audience, you know, that they're, that's sitting there in front of them. Somebody might stream it, you know, they might go viral. Yeah. But like writing is one of the one the the loneliest job ever but it and it teaches you how to discipline though that's probably it discipline and patience yeah because it teaches you how to discipline yourself and stay at it even when there is no applause there is no one downloading the book there is nobody like signing up for your email list and it teaches you just this level of patience that i just believe not like you don't necessarily learn that in every career you have to wait um and it's not even so much waiting for your audience and your readers you gotta wait to finish that project if you're writing a 300 page book like it's a waiting game it's patience and it builds Mm -hmm. this patience muscle in you so those are the two things i've learned from writing like writing has taught me how to be more patient even with myself and the journey and then it's taught me discipline like nothing has ever taught me i didn't feel like writing one day last week and i still had to pound out two thousand words a day so discipline <laughs> yeah yes exactly what about you that's a good question you know i will say this because the editing process is a part of the writing process mm-hmm. i will say that writing has taught me how to remove the unnecessary mm. Because I am a book editor as well as a book coach, um, I find that that is probably (laughs) the most, uh, if I can say it this way, avoidable part of the writing process. Like people try to avoid the editing part like a plague, like the plague rather. It is 
no one wants to see their words go. You know, it's like we think that all words matter. It's like no one wants to see all of their hard work or that portion of their testimony right. um, not be included. But I, I have learned that there is power in brevity. Yeah. There's also power in just keeping some things to yourself. Like that's a part of removing the unnecessary. And I say unnecessary with air quotes. Um, some things are not always for the reader just yet. Yeah. You know, um, and writing has taught me that. It has taught me how to um, say some and save some. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that. And what I was like feeling in my spirit is um, what you asked me what it taught me. And I said patience and discipline. And I'm like, you know, people can see how that translates to life like patience mm-hmm. and discipline in life mm-hmm. as well. So my question to you would be, how does that cutting out the unnecessary translate to life for you? Ooh, because okay. yeah, like uh-huh. that kind of, it kind of made me think of that. Like, okay, but how did that translate to life for you? Yeah. Cutting out the necessary, what people, things like, wow. how does that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going here. I see. Let's see. Well, since we're stopping, let me stop too. I would say that removing the unnecessary in life, um, that can be translated to things that no longer serve you, of course, such as, you know, certain friendships, certain um, places, even certain communities. And also, I would say... The remo- removing the unnecessary can also be translated to things that don't contribute to your growth. Yeah. I found that there are certain TV shows that I don't look at anymore. Not, mm. not because they're not funny anymore or not because they're not great stories, but they just don't contribute to my growth. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that I don't listen to, certain music genres. Are you going to say what? Are you going to say what or no? no? You know I'm trying to keep it real PC. Okay. <laughs> That's her. I'm going to say what it is. So we'll go ahead. I'm going to try to be PC at least the first episode. You okay. know, I want you guys to get to know me first. <laughs> right. We don't want to just scare y'all. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, certain TV shows, certain genres of music, certain people, places, and things, all of the nouns. Yeah. Um, and not because they're bad things per se, but they just don't serve me in a particular season. And like I said, they just don't contribute to the overall growth. You yeah. know, it's like who you're trying to become that no longer serves you. So it's okay to remove the quote unquote unnecessary. That's good. That's good. She gonna tell me when I hit when we not record, and she gonna tell me. She ain't gonna tell y'all, but right. because that is so funny. Because uh, I always talk about that, like the things I don't watch or listen to, mainly because of my spiritual walk. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like at some point you gotta realize that. So yeah, so y'all are clear. We are gonna get real on this podcast, yeah. you know, and and we care about the whole person, not just the writer, and so. Um, so with that being said, though, uh, let's talk about who we are outside of writing, because mm-hmm. this episode is called Behind the Writer. And this is the part, if you don't get anything else from this episode, this is something we want you to really zone in on, because it's so important for you to have identity outside 
of writing. Now, writing can be a part of your identity, Mm -hmm. but you got to be really mindful. You know, it's just like an actor in Hollywood. If they don't get a movie and they ready to kill themselves, you know what I'm saying? You got to really get to a place where you're not so tied to even your purpose that you don't idolize it. Uh, You have to have something outside of that. So um, who are you outside of writing, Naila? Ooh, I am still learning, honestly. That's good. Still learning. But I can say confidently that I am a storyteller. So -hmm. not just by way of words, but I like telling stories by way of film. I'm not necessarily a film producer or anything like that. But I do enjoy cinema. I do enjoy storytelling by way of the arts. So I enjoy museums and all of that. I enjoy storytelling as a whole is what I'm learning. Like, if you can tell a good story with any medium, like I'm down typically. Yeah. So I I realize that that's a part of um, my passion just for the love of the love of stories, Mm -hmm. no matter what form they come in. Who am I also? Listen, I am, I hate to be this person, but when it comes down to it, I'm just a child of God. Yeah. I'm a chill LA native, Angelino, very relaxed, uh, nerdy, quirky, all of the above church kid. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That is who I am. Like behind the pen, if you will. Yeah. How about you? I love that. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to answer the question when we come back from break. Uh Um, So, yeah, we'll be right back, guys. Hey guys, it's your girl Maya Kate just inviting you to sign up for my email list. Head on over to writermaya.com. That's W R I T E R M Y A.com. Not only will you receive a free copy of my Christian romance novel, Love to the Be Power, but every week you will be getting great tips for writers, also, inspiration and tips for women in business, faith based encouragement, and of course, all things Maya K. So make sure you sign up. Head on over to writermaya.com. I'll see you there. Hey writers, Naila here, and I want to talk to you about the most important step in the writing process, which is the editing process. Editing is essential also in an author's overall book journey. Did you know, speaking of book editing, that there are four different types of book editing? If you didn't, that's okay. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help. And I have a free playbook on my website titled The Four Different Types of Book Editing. So if you need help identifying the type of editing that your book needs, I invite you to download that playbook at inharv.com slash editing types. Again, that's N as in Naila, H-A-R-V as in Victor, dot com slash E-D-I-T-I-N-G-T-Y-P-E-S. Learn the four key elements to turn your manuscript into a polished masterpiece. All right, guys, so we are back. And right before the commercial break, um, Naila asked me, who am I outside of writing? 
And this was something the Lord had me literally writing down since I would say about 2014, 15, every year when I would do like my vision board, because I think at some point I idolized um, my writing, my books, you know, the people he had connected me to, you know, you couldn't tell me I wasn't the bomb because I had two celebrity reviews <laughs> for my first book. And so, you know, God will definitely make sure you stay humble. And so I am a God fearing, innovative, resourceful woman of God who goes after everything assigned to her name. And that's who I am even when I put the pen down. Mm. Um, for the longest though, like it's funny because even when people heard my podcast episode uh, with um, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts on Woman Evolve, people was like, yo, you, you ride or die for Philly. You can hear Philly <laughs> through and through. And I'm like, really, do I still have that? But the Lord was saying like, no, you're, you're not, it's not what it used to be. Like I used to be like, that's who I am. I'm from North Philly. And the Lord is like, no, nah, that's just where you're from. Mm. Um, but to Naila's point, like we big up our cities because one, and I know with her being from an urban environment in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and me being from the inner city and the urban environment in Philadelphia, sometimes we get tired of people talking about our cities and the news showing all the bad stuff. So the reason why I scream from the top of my lungs that I'm from Philly is because great things do come out of Philly. It's not just yep. violence. It's not just disturbing the peace. You know, um, it's not just a bunch of misfits. It is people who are just um, really like me who want to get out the city and explore the other things that the world has to offer. And so I love Philadelphia. It is my hometown, ride or die. Hey. Um, there's like three things you cannot talk about with me. You cannot talk about God. You cannot talk about my mama. You cannot talk about my city. <laughs> uh, you probably can get away with a whole lot of other things. And I even say like, this is how you know like I'm truly like a Philadelphia. Like I even say like we spell salad C H E E S E S T E A K. Like we spell salad cheesesteak, okay? <laughs> so if you don't spell salad like that, then you can't get with the program. But yes, I am just a down-to-earth woman of God who wants to just do everything the Lord has assigned to my name. And I just want to hear him say, Well done. Mm -hmm. Um and I think the beautiful thing before I turn it back over to Night is I'm able to say if God told me to put down this gift today and do something else I would do it wow I would do it wow <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> Naila's like, on pause yeah right. she's on pause like, for a minute <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I feel the same I think so yeah I think yeah. if you don't feel the same right now, I think you'll get to that place. I think all of us who are believers, God wants us to get to a place where he says, don't do this anymore. Now I want you to pick up this. I think mm -hmm. he's trying to get all of us to that place because then he knows we're not married to the thing, but we might, we're married to the mission. So it's like Ooh. the mission is making disciples. The mission is to witness, to be a light to people. And that doesn't matter whether I'm holding a camera, a microphone mm -hmm. or a pen, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. With that same, um, with that same thing you just said, if not writing, how would you help people? How would you carry out the mission? Well, it makes me think of my conference. Uh, in September 
being held in Philly, family anthem, being a speaker, going back to your point, mm-hmm. without a pen, I'm still a storyteller. So mm-hmm. I believe it would be speaking. I believe that there's something about standing on uh, the platform God gives you and ministering to people. This is a family conference for parents and their children 14 and up. And uh, there's so many young people back in Philly who are afraid that they won't make it out of Philly because mm-hmm. of the crime. And so I have a testimony. I have, you know, a story to share to encourage them and to uplift them that, yeah, I was raised in a single parent home. Yeah, all of the same things that you might be dealing with. You know, yeah, I was touched at four. I have the same similar stories, probably as many of them, but I'm a living testimony of God's goodness. And so I think it would just be being a storyteller, being a speaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be me. What about you if you were not a writer? Same, some type of storyteller. More than likely, you know, growing up in LA, so close to Hollywood, it probably would be through film. I would yeah. be telling stories through film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no matter what, I feel like I would never get too far from faith because without faith, you know, my story is really not that yeah. interesting. So that can be something that hopefully is very encouraging to the listeners. Like no matter your story with your faith, you can overcome that story. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, man. That's true. That's a good point that I think... The purpose of the Writing Bar podcast is for you guys to understand that in your gift and in your gifts, because you're more than just a writer, I'm sure many of you have Mm -hmm. more than one gift, um, that God can give you everything you need. And that's what we really want to show people that where we are um, as writers, as coaches, as, you know, self-published authors, Mm -hmm. traditionally published, you know, whatever it is, hybrid. It's really what we've discovered is most of what we've needed has been in our writing gift. Ooh, that's good. I think that that's where we are with it. And that's why even coming up with the name, The Writing Bar, I was like, when we think of a bar, and we're not talking about where you get your drink on. Uh, of course, that's what most people probably think. But, you know, when I think of like just a, a solid bar, right? Let's just not go there with the drinks. Mm-hmm. But like a solid bar. Typically, when you go to a restaurant, you go to a solid bar, you're able to get everything you need at that solid bar. Very rarely do you have to ask the waiter for anything. They make sure that things are there. Um, and even when I thought about this, there was a salon in Atlanta called the Glam Bar. Like they had it set up where you can get everything in that one spot. And that's how I feel. We want you guys to come to the Writing Bar podcast to sit at the table where your gift can grow and for you to be able to get everything you need. Your spiritual, uh, I don't know, we might talk, we might be preaching sometime, you know, it may not always be about writing, but we want to make sure you get fed all the way around. So I agree. And to add to that, we, you know, just want to have this space for writers who desire to build successful writing brands without sacrificing their creativity or their faith so that's you yeah we want you to have a successful writing brand like we are desiring to have and like we have without sacrificing our creativity um or our faith and it's possible it's possible i wouldn't have my career any other way yeah i have to agree with that and even when i think about um because we're going to talk a little bit about the projects we have out now Mm -hmm. but even as i think about 
the publishing deal I signed, I had to be honest with my publisher. Like I can't promote my pen sisters because I don't promote books with sex in them, period. And I had to be bold about that. And this Mm -hmm. goes to encourage you. We're not just saying this, you know, don't compromise your faith. We're living it. And I had to have a real honest, you know, respectful conversation with my publisher and she respected it. And I just thought about what if I hadn't, you know, but God honors the person who does not compromise. And with me being bold enough to say that, God still opened the door for me to sign with this publisher which means this is where I belong. And there will be opportunities you will come across that will either ask you to compromise your faith um, or you'll have to stand up for your faith. That's not what she did. I'm just saying, uh, if you're a Hollywood writer, if you're a you know, if you're a writer and you're getting a traditional deal, you have an agent, it doesn't matter what path you take. Just know that there will be an opportunity for you to say, like, I'm going to err on the side of, you know, I'm not going to... Um, honor my faith right now yeah. it's not a big deal mm-hmm. it's no big mm-hmm. deal you know as long as I don't read it it's no big deal right. and God is like no if you start with God you got to finish with God mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a big thing and so this mm-hmm. is what we want to be able to help you do um so Nyla do you want to go first and talking about your project or sure um right now at the time of recording this I am a slash 11 time (laughs) 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 yes right I am very very excited my latest book the book fluence how to write a book to position yourself as a leader in your industry is out now snaps 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 I wrote this book specifically for a community of leaders that is industry leaders um, corporate professionals those who have been serving in their field for like at least five years you can do what you do with your eyes closed I wrote this book in mind uh, with you in mind because I want you to leverage your leadership by way of your written words that's how much I believe in the art of authorship, if you will. I would like you to, you know, not work so hard up front. Yeah. Write the book once and let that work work for you. So that book is out and it is available at nharv.com slash bookfluence. Again, that's N as in Naila, H-A-R-V as in Victor dot com slash bookfluence. And I'm, a re- I'm really excited about this new community the book fluencers, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like a made up word, a made up um, mantra sort of, but the art of book influencership is not. So I sort of want to make that, I, I want to make that known. I want to make it known that you can lead others by way of your written words. So yes, book fluence is out now. Um, yes, and it is for you, my leaders out there. Yes, and I got a glimpse of it as, you know, one of the editors. I think I don't know if you had others. <laughs> so it, it is really good and packed with gems. Um, and it's it gets straight to the point, which yes. is what you want when you're reading a book like that. Um, so, and all of that will be in the details. We'll make sure just go to the description and you can click on it and the links will be there. So for me, uh, Storms of Love is out. Storms of Love is a Christian romance 
novel that tells the story of Ellie and Jeremiah. Um, Ellie is a an entrepreneur. She's a hairstylist in Hollywood. Jeremiah is a real estate investor. And neither one of them were looking for love, but they found it. And that's Ooh. really kind of the gist of it. If I say anything more, I'll probably give it away. Um, <laughs> but I'm proud of it. It's, it was number one in new releases in hey, black. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And black and African American Christian fiction, um, and then Monday on Fourth of July Monday it was a the bestseller, and then um, that it came off of bestsellers list. But let me just say this: like one of the things about me is I just write the book. I just do what God tells me and put it out there. If it ever makes those lists, that's great. Um, but I just encourage you that shouldn't be your aim. Just kind of let whatever happens happens. Um, but Storms of Love is really near and dear to my heart because it was written during a time where. I was depressed about my writing career and I didn't even want to write anymore, uh, which was in 2021. It wasn't like it was 10 years ago. That was like <laughs> last year. Uh, <laughs> and so to know that God would birth this book during a time where, you know, I was coming out of the depression. I was kind of like, God, I'm kind of over this. But he was like, but I'm not done with you yet. Mm. Uh, and it stands right now at the time of this recording at 25, you know, five star reviews. Well, average. Nice. Um, I think there's some four stars in there, but it has 25. Um, I'm excited about that. And I just want people to keep reading it and rating it. But my, my favorite review, because most people are just rating it. You know, you can rate it without writing a review. Mm-hmm. My favorite review was the the woman that said she's the one who wrote like the longest one. And she said she was crying throughout the whole book because she could feel the anointing and the scriptures were just what she needed. Wow. And what was funny was um, when my editor sent it, it sent it back. One of the things they said was like, well, we know they're Christian. They don't have to pray so much. But God told me to keep the prayers and the scriptures in there. And Mm -hmm. that's why we have to listen to God, even above the the editor or whatever. The Holy Spirit is your editor, is your financer, is your Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's okay to submit to authority. But if I had like scaled back, who knows what scriptures I would have taken out that she wouldn't have been able to say what she said in that review. Um, So Storms of Love is available. You can go to my website, writermaya.com. Uh, it's right on the front page. But of course, again, we'll make sure all of the details are, uh, all of the links are in the details. So I'm excited about that. That is my 15th book. And so there's more to come, of course. 15? Yeah. Yo! Yeah, three. three How did I not know that? Three of them I did, um, three or four of them I unpublished. Well, I got my rights back from my publisher, so I haven't republished some of them. But yeah, yeah, because the devotional came out this year, yeah. Major. God that's is major. He's faithful. He, that's your he, humble. That's your humble response. God yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's the humble response because I want him to. I want him to keep moving. If you get cocky, he might be like, "Hold up, now, you did not do this. I did." So, <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. And for anyone who reads Storms of Love, just know that I am two chapters away from finishing Battles of Love, the sequel. So it won't be long before you get like the second part. I love that you don't keep your audience waiting. Like yeah, that is such. Here. Um, a great responsibility that you take pride in. Yeah. And I, I just love it because you're like, you know, it's on its way. Meanwhile, I'm like, well, well 
I don't know when I'll write another book, so get this one. (laughs) But, you know, it's hard. Like, I don't know how my publisher does it. Like, she be cranking them out. She was dropping two books a month at one time, and they're not like, these are quality good books when I did read books with, you know, sex in them. Um, And these, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it seem like that's all it is. They're good books. They just have sex scenes, and I just can't read them. But when I did used to read um, her books, like, they are good books start to finish they're not you know how some people get concerned when authors put out mm-hmm. books too quick and they think they're not good quality mm-hmm. no my whole team with be love publications is lit so i will just say that um you know i can't like i said promote the books but i will shout out my publisher hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes this was uh this was so much fun guys like i don't know nyla do you have anything else before we like tell them about our email list and stuff I just, I'm excited about this season. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about what we have in store. I'm excited about um, building this community with you all and just hopefully being that light that says, hey, you can do it. You can write this book. Yeah. You really can. And you can publish it and you can monetize it. So um, I'm looking forward to what we have in the episodes to come. Yes. Yes. All right. So listen, we have an email list and we want you guys to sign up. The link link is in the description. Make sure you click on that link and you will get a free gift. And that free gift is a video teaching from me on how to build a successful writing discipline. Uh, That's a huge deal. Uh, (laughs) That's free content we giving out there. So Mm -hmm. um, make sure you do. It'll basically take you to a YouTube video that is only for you. Um, And just take notes because it's really a powerful teaching that I put together. So, ooh, we. So, where can they follow us, Naila? How they gonna find us? How they gonna find us? Well, writers, we are all over the social webs. You can find us on Instagram at the Writing Bar, or is it the Writing Bar Podcast? Yeah, mm, I think it is. me for that. <laughs> One second, let me double check. Yeah, but we in the meantime, you can, definitely, no you can go to our website at uh, the writing bar podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so on Instagram, it is the writing bar podcast. There we go. So, on Instagram, it is the writing bar podcast. That is where we are mainly. In the future, we will be on other social media sites. But for now, we would love to see your face in this space on IG, the Writing Bar Podcast. Yep. And it's the same thing like she mentioned for the website, the Writing Bar Podcast. That's where, um, you know, if you just want to see more about us. Uh, and also, if you want to go to our personal sites, you can go to all of that there. We won't overwhelm you in the description, but if you go to the website, you'll see our bios with all of our information mm-hmm. and our social links. Yeah, and follow us. My Instagram, uh, I'm all over social at writer Maya. And I am on social at nharv.com. That's N H A R V D O T C O M. So everywhere in harv.com and everywhere writer maya we make yep. it really easy for you guys yeah yep. and that's m-y-a so mm-hmm. it is spelled m-y-a well we have fun guys um this was amazing we pray you were blessed by it um we can't wait yeah this season is definitely gonna be lit and we're just happy god chose us as vessels yes so until the next episode um happy writing happy writing see ya bye